Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space Trash. Spirit really is with us. Whoa. Teresa Giudice. Wow. Engaged. Whoa. And I'm, I feel comfortable saying out loud in front of God and this podcast uh-huh. that I think her fiance is a con artist. Well, isn't that, isn't that kind of her type? Yes, it is. Because I don't, I, again, I haven't watched any of that. I do think New Jersey I should watch just because of the homeland. But didn't she, I, what I do know is didn't her first husband go to jail like while they were on the show? They both went to jail because oh. her first husband was, I don't even really understand what their crimes were. Hmm. That's probably why I'm terrified that I'm one day going to accidentally commit a white collar crime. But Same, I, have, I have big criminal energy. You do. You do. I, do. I have big accidentally back into a crime energy. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is she, this guy, his name's Luis Ruelas, and he proposed to her on Tuesday in Greece with Dina Manzo, the best New Jersey housewife of all time, and her husband. So basically, the reason why people think that he's a Connie Con Con is because his ex-wife filed a legal action against him. I'm trying to find the documentation for this because the thing is his vibe is con artist. Like he has a lot of Botox in his forehead as uh, do I. Yeah. But, but he's like, I don't know. I think it's different. It's different for men. I'm sorry. I know that's sexist. I agree. I agree. But it's, I mean, it's, we'll get into the housewives, but like it, Harry Hamlin looks good. Yes. I agree. And this I, is, girl, we got to look at their chart, their relationship. Yeah, this, this is internalized sexism talking. Like, yes. I I don't like it when a guy looks like he puts too much effort into his appearance. I, I mean, don't I like don't it. like it when a guy has a, a rap sheet from a previous wife. Like, it's one thing to have a divorce. It's another thing mm-hmm. if she's sued you for something or if she's called. If she, what did she do? So, yeah, what, what did she actually right, try so, to? Okay, this is from page six, which is, like I said, the go-to. Mecca. Um, Mecca. Yeah, amazing. He is allegedly a sex-obsessed Lothario who's left behind a trail of ex-lovers who complain that his libido is virtually insatiable, according to sources and court papers. He's like a sex addict? Yes. Luis allegedly got upset with one gal pal if they didn't have sex as much as four times a day and was sued oh by my- another who 
Another who claimed that the horny hunk would punish her if she refused his constant sexual demands. An ex-fiancé named Vanessa Riser made the stunning punishment claim in a 2020 legal action, which she brought after their relationship fizzled. He demanded that I be available for sex whenever he wanted, she claimed in the court papers. If I objected to his demands, Luis Ruelas would punish me. He would be nasty, withdraw from me, and blame me for what happened. This lawsuit was eventually settled out of court. Um, That wasn't the only time that he was accused of weird shit by an ex. So this is a quote from a source about his ex, who is Paula Sanchez of New Jersey. This is what a source said about that relationship. 99% of their fights were because he was complaining they weren't having enough sex. If they had sex this like four times. Help. It's crazy. He was love bombing Sanchez um, with gifts and overly effusive behavior. It was very clear when he appeared on Real Housewives of New Jersey that he was love bombing Teresa. Like he shows up at her house. He's happy to be on camera, which first of all, I consider a red flag. <laughs> he shows up with his, his Botox ridden forehead and huge bouquet of flowers and he's just acting so like smooth and Teresa just keeps talking about all the sex they're having and everything and so another thing that went that got everywhere was oh my god he's in an he's in a group called Allendale Sacred Sexuality Meetup which is funny no. a fake name but also that's not a crime like whatever if you no, want but to like it's all it's a crime to call what he's doing sacred sexuality that's for it's like literally the opposite of sacred right. sexuality ignore your partner make it all about getting a nut off and do it as many times a day as possible so it is actually not sacred at all it just becomes like McDonald's his ex who filed the, filed the lawsuit said, I am focusing my time and energy to help people recover from the trauma of narcissistic. Abuse. But also like he, he's a sex addict. I mean, that, that, that's like not, I mean, it's narcissistic abuse to like pressure and shame your partner for not wanting to have sex when you want to. But then when we're talking numbers here, when we're talking four times a day, is that at a bare minimum, that but, is like, he has a, he has a problem. Do you think sex addiction is real? Yeah, totally. Or do you think it's just being kind of rapey? Every addiction is 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 not what it is. I mean, sex. No, I don't. I, I think there's a difference between being kind of rapey and sex addiction. Absolutely. Like I think Tiger Woods is a sex addict. I, I think okay. So Sam has a really funny stand up joke about sex addiction that he told last night, and it makes me think the guys who aren't really hot who are <laughs> sex addicts are. The ones that are raping and murdering women. That's so funny, Molly. No, that's not, I didn't mean it to be funny. <laughs> oh, funny, Sam. Whose joke is it? I like that. No, Sam. That's not Sam's joke. It's just what Sam's joke made me think. It's really funny, dude. Do you know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Yeah, that's a really funny thought. I don't necessarily agree, but I like where your head's at. The guys that rape and murder are never hot. What? What's his name? Was hot? Bundy. But was he actually, or was everyone just... I don't know. I write, he got a big Efron pick. It could have been a... But but it seemed like people found him very attractive. I mean, they think he was short. But I, I do think he was cute. And people yeah. loved Manson. They thought he was so sexy. Okay, but he did have that, like, hot homeless guy thing going he on. He did, yeah. Right. It's like either him or Kid Rock. Oh, shit. I'm eating ham with my bare hands. Good. Oh, Here it boy. smells a little poopy. Oh, no, no, no. I think poopy ham is going to go straight to the trash. Again, not a, not your mother, but sort of a mother to all. That would be my advice. No, I think it's fine. All right. Fuck it. Milo's pain. <laughs> Give me the poopy ham. Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus, and I'm Sarah Armour. 
And I'm Molly Molshine. And Sarah, you just told me I look very Catholic right now. What? We got got on the Zoom and you just struck me as very Catholic. That's interesting. It's like, I feel like your hair is like pulled back, like sort of tight. And you're not wearing like, not that you usually are. And I am because I, I just don't leave the house or stay in the house without a red lip. But like, you look very like minimal makeup like sort of a navy blue crew cut shirt okay okay it's, it's a, cardigan. a cardigan it's a cardigan but still it's, it's very it's like more I just feel like you look more conservative than you usually do wow well I am you're a baby lady is that why you wanted to be like a good catholic girl when you talk to the psychic right so you know I'm transitioning away from bangs and I'm also transitioning back to my natural hair color which is red so I'm really trying to embrace the pale redhead vibe. You look like an Irishman's wife. That's for goddamn sure. Well, I'm going to be one. And I also figured what better day to debut the bangsless forehead than a day when I'm having a conversation with a medium so that she can see my third eye better. I mean, that is good thinking. Wow, the engineering of the penal gland. Well done. Wow. Yeah, because if it was actually covering. It's it's pineal. I can't hear you. Penal is like penile, like penile. I always thought it was connected. I yeah, the, the gaping hole in your head is where the penile goes. <laughs> I don't have a penile gland. At least I don't think I do. Wait, it's pineal. Pineal, yeah, the pineal gland. Oh my god, I'm humiliated. Well, you know, I'm sure you haven't really had many occasions to say that in life, so it's probably fine. Well, I guess right. It's just more of like a YouTube term that gets searched but yeah yeah no I do think because I also just re-listened to my spirit baby reading because we were going to talk about yours she did say that on some level like I'm here to make people feel more comfortable so sometimes I like get messy or do things wrong on purpose because it's healing for others so maybe I just I just said penis gland because I thought it would be healing for y'all Yeah. And that's really nice. And do you know what else is funny? I actually have the same amount of makeup that I always have on, if not more. It's interesting that without the bangs, it reads as less makeup. So that's cool. What we're talking about is the spirit baby medium. She basically, her specialty is she, she gets in contact with your spirit babies and the babies that are in your spiritual lineage, which can help people with infertility and trying to conceive and things like that. I'm not trying to conceive at this moment. Okay. So I, I mainly, you had told me that you guys talked a lot about your career. Uh, and that's what I wanted to talk to her about because I feel very (laughs) strongly that I, I feel very strongly that there are people who are succeeding in entertainment who are, uh, either less talented than me or the same amount or only slightly better. And I don't understand why those people are getting opportunities and I'm not. So that's what you asked. Yeah. I basically was like, I've been working really hard at this for a really long time and I'm just not really sure what, what the issue is. And I think, I mean, you know, we talked for over an hour, so it's all still a blur, but my gotta listen back and take notes. I just went back through and actually took notes and I was kind of shocked at what I I was like, what I was just doing. I did take notes. I did take notes. Like I didn't go time. And I was like, Whoa, looking back, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. My biggest takeaway was, that I need to be doing energy work. Like I need to protect my energy before I perform and after I perform. And I I can send you some good meditations. I do that work. I like that stuff. Yeah. And she told me that I have to every day for a week sit and you tell me to do this too, but like sit for 10 to 15 minutes as part of my meditation and 
really imagine that I already am in that position that I want to be in. I don't know. You told me to do that all the time. No, no, no. I got to tell you though. I said this to Jess when she did the manual. She read the whole Zoom. Most of the Zoom are my friends or my clients or my co- colleagues, right? And every single thing she said, the person's response was like, wow, that's so powerful. And that's exactly what Sarah said. And I was like, the whole time I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I was so like, why do we need the psychic? Like, I'm telling you people, you know, I think it's because on some level, I- Fun and goofy. Yeah, like, I think I feel more like a friend no matter what to people. Mm -hmm. And so they're always like, yeah, but that's just what my friend said. And it's like, no, you're paying me. I'm telling you this as a practitioner. Yeah. And she also was saying, I I do two-thirds- work and one third creativity right now. And I need to reverse that. And I know. Uh, okay. I know. And I need to be like channeling my creativity. I, she's like, she's literally not reading anybody's spirit, baby. She's just going into like my brain journal and being like, okay, what does Sarah want to say to Molly? What does Sarah want to say? No, it's so, crazy. She, so now she let me get signed everything I said. So let me get into the really fun stuff because <laughs> you know, the really personal stuff is not as interesting for people Wait, to hear about my she, career. No, who cares? First of all, I want really personal. Second of all, did she say you were going to get fat rich or anything? Um, she said, yeah, I can do it if I have to do this stuff. Like, but I also have to, I don't know. She kind of was like, you have to like get, get more into having the feeling for yourself instead of external validation, which is what I've been trying to do when we talk about art by algorithm. That's exactly it. Well, but it's not just that though. It's this other, oh my God, this is so funny, guys. I don't, you can't see this, this is an audio cast, but Oski the dog is treating Molly like, like it's, it's his dog mom now. And oh, she's like, trying to do a like sort of, sort of jump all over her lick me mom thing. And it's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go back and, uh, see if if it was mentioned like or if it was like she was sort of letting me down easy that it might not happen no and no that's not how these things work you oh know. he's peeing on the floor <laughs> an inch away from the pee pad that was my fault i mean he's wiling out and i'm like why is he freaking out clearly it's because he needs to take a piss let me get some oh wait right. he was trying to say i gotta go out yeah <laughs> and then he did go over to the pad, but he peed next to the pad. That's a really big next popular... to the pad. A husky, aren't you funny? Sometimes I think he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, he's like, I tried to get your attention, ma, but you were just podcasting. You just want to be famous. You don't want to be a dog mom. I want to be both. Um, you want to be a famous okay. dog mom. One thing that she said that really rang true for me, she was like, "You came into this world joy and laughter and wanting to make people laugh, and then like something happened basically that made me like second guess that." And then she was also probably reading. Did you do it on Zoom? Could she see you? Because she was like, wow, this bitch looks like a nun. A nun? <laughs> yeah. Because you're a nun right now? I'm just joking. But it's like, maybe she caught from your vibe. Like, wow, what made you, what made you such well, a serious person? <laughs> you I know? know, I did say about You being look very Catholic. serious. You look very matronly. Hot. Nun, I want to fuck. Matronly? No. Isn't that sort of like, like, nunnish, motherly? Yeah, that's like an insulting word if you're talking about mm. someone's look. No, no, no. I don't look. I I come from a long line of men who call me mommy. So to me, that's a huge compliment. I need to rethink the new look then. No, huh? no. I think you look elegant. Actually, I'm really just teasing you. But okay. So what happened? She said I have a blockage in my throat, and she described visually what it looks like. And she she basically was like, I started to explain what I think it might be, and she started like purging. Like it was really funny and no, cool. Isn't it funny? What she she goes she goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, thank you. She just yeah. thank you to the spirit. I got it. <laughs> I loved it. So, so yeah, that was all the career stuff, but the really fun stuff. She said one of my spirit guides is Moses. 
Wow, that's a bit. We thought Rodney Dangerfield was good. You got Moses on the squad? That's right. And I was like, are you sure? (laughs) I was like, are you sure it's not Charlton Heston? (laughs) You're like, I'd almost prefer it. He had a great career. Right. I was like, are you sure it's not the guy who played Moses? And she was laughing and she was like, well, he's got two tablets. Honestly, maybe that's why of all people do a podcast with me because like I do kind of have a Moses look. Also, like people ask, I've said before, people ask me if I'm Jewish. It's probably. No, this actually explains the Jewish thing. It's because you're actually channeling Moses. He was a great leader. Also. He was um, very famous, mom. I know. He's like the most famous. Also, my ancestor that first came to New York via Ellis Island was named Moses Mulshine. No! Yeah. Oh my God, I live for this. Yeah, so I guess Moses... Moses maybe Mulshine's was, a cute name. I know, right? Maybe, yeah. But maybe it was him coming through. I think it's just like an ancestral lineage thing. I know, that's wild. So, okay, speaking of ancestral lineage, she told me what my kids are going to be. She said... Oh she said, your babies are banging down the door right now. Oh, and no. She was you like, have known that, though. That's like, you keep, every time you go on vacation, you're like, pray, I don't get pregnant. She said, the like, first what? one is going to be a boy, and he's going to have light hair and light eyes, and he's going to be really quiet and studious and sweet. And the second one is going to be a girl, and she's also going to have light hair and light eyes, and she's going to be a little performer, dancer, twirling around like crazy. And she How do said, we feel about the name Moses for a girl? Like, the way that James became a thing, maybe the second one's Moses for the girl? I don't know about that. A little harsh. Yeah, it's a little harsh for a woman. Yeah. It's also like Moses sounds a little a little bit like Amish. It reminds me of Dwight <laughs> Schrute's younger brother in the office, Moses. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's that is fair. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. It's very like western Pennsylvania. Yeah, for some reason it's become country even though mm. it's like Jewish and biblical. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she was like, they want you to get a piano and they could be, she was like, they're showing me like Billie Eilish and her brother. Oh my, and you know that I stand them. I think that they're like, I think they're my favorite brother or sister out there. Like they exist to make music together. Yeah. But yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't know if I want, I mean. You're I, already I, jealous of your, you, you're like, I don't want my kids to be more famous than me. No, 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 no. I just don't want to have a son. <laughs> Because I just want girls. I just oh want my God. Like five that girls. Thing you I want deserve us. That means you must have a son. I, I told. Did I tell this story? I had a client who was having fertility issues, and she hired me to coach her through this horrible experience. Right, but I noticed that every time she was talking about this trouble getting pregnant, that she kept referring to the baby as her. And I said, you know, I'm just noticing, just a reflection. I'm noticing that the baby that you're calling in seems to be nothing but a woman. And she said, all cisgendered men, except for my husband, are trash as a blanket rule. And I said, you know, I think that that you might want to just get comfortable with the idea because it really has nothing to do with your choice. And if you have such a strong aversion to something, it means there's really something there. So I had her, it took weeks for even to come up with boy names that she liked. The minute that she called me and said, all right, I figured out three boy names that I think will be cool if I get pregnant with a boy. Next week, she's pregnant. Wow, that's really interesting. Really? Because it is such a, it is a psychological block. When you're trying to control the divine, it's like, fuck off. Right. I mean, I will be happy with whatever I get. Um, 
But yeah, I, I just always, get. <laughs> I envisioned myself with like girls. I want to be like Teresa Giudice on Real Housewives of New Jersey with like four girls in leopard print. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he could be gay. Yeah, he could be gay. That would be good. He could be in leopard print. And honestly, I think that Phineas is, is probably wearing leopard print. That's true. As long as he, yeah, I mean, I love all genders. Like I really do. Yeah. And I just would be thrilled to have a lot of girls, but I know I'll be happy with whatever I get. The final thing I want to say that she said, and this was, I was a little annoyed about this and this just shows how much of a psycho I am about whether people like me or not only one dead person came through to talk to me out of people I know so only one dead relative had a message for you specifically yes (laughs) how do you know it was only one because I said is anyone that I know any of my relatives coming through and she was like She had to think for a sec. She was like looking for them. And then she like pointed over the corner and she was like, your dad's dad's over there. Where the hell is everyone? It's so funny. They 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 didn't come to your barbecue. They invited them all. They did not come to the barbecue. Yeah. Like what the hell? (laughs) I really wanted to hear from them. Also, my dad's dad never comes through for anyone. I asked, I told my dad about it. He just texted me back. What do you say? Okay. So I had said, Daddy's dad, what daddy, you know, daddy, daddy's daddy, daddy's daddy. He called his dad daddy, also. It's like a family thing. So it's daddy's daddy. Because we're all cuties. So I said, she said daddy's dad was coming through and he said, I work really hard, but I should focus more on being creative. And he was wearing a tweed suit and a little hat. And he said, everyone on his side of the family works really hard and he's proud that I carry that through. And my dad said, I guess you didn't bring up name of my one uncle who has never had a job before. All right. Tell me about about your reading. So I did my reading in early May. Upon first brush, there's no there's no babies in the queue nearby. She said there was one daughter who was very loud and very sassy. And Mm -hmm. I knew that she she was like, I don't know why she wants me to tell you that she's wearing Patent leather Mary Janes, which, I mean, as you know, I barely wear shoes now. The only, I wore Mary Janes as a kid, and then the only, even remember when Steve Madden went into the heel Mary Janes phase? Those were also the only heels I really ever wore, right? So, like, that that was, like, significant. I was like, okay, that's a good deat, right? But she said that I am, like, an ancient person and that I've cleared all my, my child karma. Like, I've been a mother and a wife in every single life. I'm a mother whether I have children or not. I mother every person I meet. I'm mothering in every conversation. So she's like, you're afraid when people, like, want to give things to you or support you because then you feel beholden to them or you feel like they owe them something or then they own you or something. So she's like, this is your last life. You were supposed to ascend in the last life. You decided to come back. So if you do choose to have a child, you need to know that you are creating more karma on planet Earth. And like you might be done. She said that my time on Earth was a mission trip. I was here on a specific mission and that I was supposed to show people a different way of living and a different way of thinking and allow people to not have children if they don't want to and show that you could have a full life either way. And that even if I do... Uh, call in this child that um, it will be totally alternative like I'm gonna be wild and nomadic my whole life she said that it would be only one person's specific DNA and I've always felt that I'm not gonna get pregnant like I'm reckless with with the rubbers and I'm just like I'm not gonna really yep I, I know I'm not then she's like but there is a specific DNA out there that you 
would get pregnant with and if you never meet him it would be like you would go to, if you have that call to have a child you would go to the sperm bank and like pick that sperm she's like there's really only one match for you for this kid and if you have what? this kid she said she's gonna be a gemini and she's gonna be kind of like a carbon copy of you and i'm thinking sort of like i think i asked this but like sort of a joan rivers melissa rivers thing where it's like she's sort of like just do- joining me in my work so she said that all of this comes down to love and why i call in lovers instead of partnership is because i'm afraid that i just will be owned and then my life won't be mine anymore and then i'll be bound to like the earthly realm which i'm really not here to do and blah 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 let's see so yeah there's a specific plan for a father she said i would meet him at 35 or later than that i would choose a sperm from a sperm bank but it would only be this person's which is so crazy but she said, I might be happier. Like, I really have to want this. I might just be better off mothering other people's children or being the aunt or being. That's why, like, I remember right after this reading, I called Desi. I was like, okay, I'll be the baby's daddy, like, Tia Sarah on demand, right? Because she's like, oh, do, do, what do you think you're going to do? What do you want to do? She said the actual issue is I'm just so afraid of men being buzzkills, basically. And, like, I'm here as, like, joy, here to help. She said, I don't have a choice whether I want to be a comedian or not because every time Rodney Dangerfield said, you don't have to work hard at comedy. You could just do what I did, even though he did have a lot of punchlines. But it was basically, like, all you need to do is reflect on your life. Like, just talk. If you talk at the end of the day about what happened that day, that's healing for people. And it's not that you're doing comedy because you're, like, a comedian. You're doing comedy because you're a healer. And there's that's, like, a different type. She said that. And then she said, do you want to be in movies and TV? And I was like, sure, yeah. And she's like, you're going to be in movies and TV. And she's like, she's like, she's like, you've gotten so comfortable facing your fears and being with your stuff. You are, you're not afraid of the things people are afraid of. So therefore, you just remain in like certain situations, not because you can't call something else in, but because you don't relate to yourself as unhappy, which I felt. And then she said that. Wow, living- that's really a, like a lot to think about. Right. Well, then she also said that part of why I keep myself playing the game of human is because it's my existential kink to create miracles and magic and to to commune with the divine in like ways that would only be like miraculous in nature. And I was like, yeah. And she, she said, this is your last earth walk. So your job here is to have as much fun as possible, help as many people as possible. She's like, you're going to raise children either way, but you might not want to have children because you might want to actually let go of this realm. It's me sad that you're going to leave earth. Trust me, I made that... I felt really sad too. And then, but then she's like, no, 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 there's nothing to be sad about. She's like, this is what happened last time that like you, it's like, so what I do, right? It's also why I stay in relationships too long. And it's why I couldn't get out of the car when my mom would drop me off at school. Like I do, or I feel the finality of things and it, it just is sad, right? But she's like, it's not sad. You have to get over that. Like, you're an ascended master. You're going to have way more fun. It's just a lighter embodiment. But you're still going to be able to peep in on Earth and be a part of Earth. But actually, that realm is going to be way lighter. And she's like, you're, you know, trying to make things fun in the ways that feel safe to you. But she's like, the one thing that doesn't feel safe, she said, you do not trust that men will support you. You don't trust that men will give to you without then like wanting something in return and she's like if you want and and then she said my spirit baby was like yeah I could come in like from a sperm bank but like I don't want you to be alone you know when I get older so 
I don't really prefer that. So she was basically like, this isn't really about baby or not baby. It's actually about allowing people to help you, asking for help, allowing people to surprise you with with different types of support. She's like, you're really not interested in like material things or what they give you. It has everything to do with like them making you more free or giving structure to your life and actually just like loving the shit out of you exactly as you are. She's like, you were so wealthy in all the other lives. It's part of why you don't really sweat about money now. You're an incredible business person and you like, so even when we're talking about because I was listening to our app and we we're talking about Courtney's engagement ring and it was like I would wear it I would wear it. it's like I don't even if I were to get married someday which I'm not sure I, I, could, I could see myself more in a long-term partnership just because I am such a rebel but either way I'm so not interested like I, I don't want a diamond ring at all no matter what really not at all like that is so not number one I don't even trust myself uh, my, one time I got diamond studs and and I like lost them immediately you know what I mean it's like yeah. I don't I don't take stuff that seriously and I also am so casual and part of like I think even if I had all the money in the world I would still dress exactly like this like I don't want to be any more dressed up than I am she said that you've like been there done that but don't confuse that with allowing yourself to be supported she's like I see you having three to five clients they all pay you two 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 a month she was super specific and then she said these are celebrity clients you know what I would con- and this is right when we were starting space trash she said you know what I would consider doing why don't you do like a celebrity astrology like podcast or something what? and this was like a week after we had just because we started like the end of April this was like the first week of May so she's like why don't you do like a celebrity astrology podcast I'm like wait I, I actually just started one and she's like okay that's gonna be the thing and keep the moon you will free because it is a party when you're doing serious work it's with those serious clients and like that is that's your business model she said don't charge for the moon you will let it be donation based and don't make that where you're doing your work you're facilitating a party just host and just play oh and that's that's the other thing though before she pulled any cards she was like whoa she was like huge energy she's like you are carrying the energy of mother mary and i was like cool love that like wow spirit would fuck right so then when she pulled the cards the first card that came out was mother mary and it was like yo 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 i guess that's sort of the gist she said you you need to call in divine masculine energy that actually helps you and that actually gives you structure and she said that i should she said i have never done romance oh i believe that's why she's and i I, when she i I didn't even take it in at the time and listening to it now i'm like yeah for all the relationships i'm in it is all it's fun but it's more playmates i feel the people that you're with exactly the word she used she's like part of that is that it's ancient remembering so you're kind of like remembering your lives like with these people but she's like you don't allow romance in your life you don't allow people to support you if you want to blow up you have to allow yourself to be loved and romanced and trust oh she said that the moon said thank you i make the moon feel glamorous and like she's the star of the show and she said i should call in even though you have a lot of earth in your chart she's like that's actually where you need help you need people that are going to help you with the earth things she said do not do the shit that you don't do because you're really good at the shit you do do and that's all you have to do that's awesome but yeah that's- i don't know if i'm gonna have my own children but all the moon will turn into a kid jam we had four kids at the moon last night four last night was the moon aries full moon i feel like there was i feel like there was a real switch with last night's full moon where a lot of like people that i didn't think would be talking about the moon were talking about the full moon and Paris Jackson made page six for having a topless full moon ritual. I did a comedy show before the moon Yule last night. I did a meat space comedy show. There was this heckler and he was being a dick. So when I got up, I called him out and it turned out he was an Aries. And I was like, dude, no, you have no perfect. 
I was like, you have no idea. Like, first of all, I'm so not surprised that you're an Aries because you're a fucking dick. And his girlfriend was dying laughing. And I was like, it's an Aries full moon tonight. So like, no wonder you're losing your shit. And he was like, yeah. Because that's the thing with Aries is they don't know that they're hurting people's feelings. They just are like. Well, because they're like babies. It's why I might not have a baby. Because it's like, you would just, your your dog just peed on the floor. He's not trying to be a dick. It's just like, what's going on? So don't do that. That's annoying. I got to stop the pod. He's so cute. But so I'm also like, if I sound weird, it's because I lit some incense because I was trying to be cool. (laughs) It's too smoky in here now. Maybe that's why none of your ancestors came in. They were like, we cannot breathe in there. (laughs) That's probably it. I feel like I'm in a friendlies in Delco in 1978. Like it's so. I know that spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so smoky in here. Why was this full moon, the full moon when everyone kind of sat up and started paying attention to the full moon what a great question Molly you truly are an incredible journalist okay so a few things this full moon was opposite the sun obviously but then also Mars with the sun and we just had this Mars death and rebirth last week so now there's a lot of anxiety there's a everybody is watching themselves either choose to repeat past patterns and keep karma going or having to make difficult choices or have difficult conversations or go out of their comfort zone or be more vulnerable or and grow so- your or, or grow your bangs out or grow your bangs out or you know I don't know call in expensive clients and love move to Philly but wherever the sun is in the sky it's the opposite of where the earth is so we were seeing all these issues with relationships and society and the way that we're doing everything about partnership it's like Libra is interesting because Libra is a masculine sign but it's Venusian so it is kind of like the masculine sign that cares and that means that Earth was in Aries with the full moon with Chiron in Aries really showing us where we are wounded and what stories we've been telling ourselves and what are the like false narratives that we have really been keeping as sacred and true, which in turn has created all these fucked up bullshit relationships and work situations and all the things. What it looks like is the problem with Libra shit, but it's actually all Aries shit. So we were all feeling this like, okay, you either get to grow or not. I can see this happening because even in my group chats, a lot of people are leaving jobs, stopping things, breakups are happening. Like this is... 100% it and it's funny that everyone's I'm unloading some weight right now losing the bangs bangs and like a professional thing yeah there's a lot of stuff oh yeah you're going through that right like everyone's going through it well and then the other piece of it is that okay so right now you know Pluto just went direct this full moon was exactly square and a square is the, the the red lines in the chart are either opposite or square. Square is a is a creative tension. It's a it's a turning of the wheel. It's a it's like there is such a deep tension that something has to change. Now usually something good comes out of those squares. So everybody don't panic when you have a lot of red in your chart. But it does mean that you have to come up with new ways of doing things. You have to come up with creative solutions. But more than just that. So when we have Pluto square the sun and the moon, that means that shit from the underworld is coming up so that it can either be killed or reborn right so there's this deep internal shifting going on and we and it feels deep and heavy and when it feels deep and heavy that's why sometimes it takes us having like a crisis to be like I'm on my knees I surrender that's why AA is all about like I give it to God because at a certain point there's you can't control shit and you gotta just go to the moon I think that's like the easiest first baseline right now the other thing that is worth noting is that we are gearing up for a huge astrological event in February of next year 
when we have the Pluto return of the United States. Now, do we all know this is happening consciously? Oh, no, but we're God. feeling it. We're feeling it. And the where the Pluto return is happening. Now, this is something that we're going to do our own special bonus episode on yes, America's Pluto. Absolutely. Return. There's way too much to discuss, but just know that what we're we are we are literally Again, not to make it about Lay Miz, but the, the the analogy has never been so good, and you just watch it, right? This is Cosette Bonkin. Who's alive? Who's dead? They're still both wearing the same outfits, right? It's confusing, right? At the very end, when the whole ensemble is, and then you're like, oh my god, the jailer was also a was also one of the prisoners, right? It's like they don't have that big of a cast. The cops are the bad guys. And the cops are the bad guys, and it is a huge revolution, and Gavroche dies, and it is a very... Gavroche! What, what's Don't it like? My <laughs> name is Lionel. Nick, sing- Nick makes up songs with that. Her oh name God. is Molly Malshan. She's a hell of a gal. Okay, That's what I, you guys need to watch fucking Sing Street. He's gonna love it. And maybe your first child is Gavroche. No, we already talked about it. We were gonna name... <laughs> what were we gonna name our first child? What are you gonna name? He's coming. He's banging down the doors. Did I set off the smoke alarm? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what was the song we said we would name our kid? It's Hugh Jackman's character. What is his name? You're going to name your kid Jean Valjean? Yeah, we were going to, we were like, let's name our kid Jean Valjean. Wow, that's, Jean Valjean McDade is really funny name. I know, Nick. I don't know what to do about this incense. It's really fat. He opened a window. It is really smoky in here now. I'm looking up at this literally. I bought it at this really hoity-toity stand. In That's the where they get you. It smells like dollar store perfume. Yeah. And it's not good. And it was expensive. And I should have known it wasn't going to be good because I was keeping it somewhere and it just stunk up the whole room. It actually, yeah, I got to be honest, if you're going to get incense, a hot tip, the Nag Champa at the gas station is actually the only one that's tolerable. <laughs> you guys also need to know that the dog is is wrapping himself in the cord right now. No, Spirit is still with us, dude. We're going to get into the Beverly Hills reunion part two for sure, but... I also just want to quickly go through and and appeal to our listeners for a guest who would like to come on and talk to us about all of the drama that's going on in Real Housewives of New York City right now because there is this book that has come out by Dave Quinn. We follow each other on Twitter. He he did it with Bravo's cooperation and it unveils a lot of different drama that has gone on over the years within all the different franchises. And all of the housewives are freaking out. Like um, one group of housewives last night allegedly walked out of the launch party because um, somebody that they didn't like showed up. Another or one group- of the other housewives. Yeah, they're they're like fighting. Everyone's that fighting. Is so, so fucking stupid. This is so stu- what bitchy teenage adults. I know, and also like the girl they walked out on is like the best person on the show. Like the show <sighs> is. The show should be built around her. It's yeah. Ebony K. Williams for anyone who's who's. Oh, listening. that's like this is like the New York version of ganging up on Garcelle for no fucking reason. Right. It's like how are you not learning that even if you are that much of a piece of shit, the optics are so bad that you shouldn't be doing this. You know? No, it's actually uncool in every single way. It is. We're talking about karma. It is bad karma. And the one girl who 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 left um, allegedly is. Or she was supposed to be friends with her. Oh, what? Like, and then it's like a surprise to the, so Ebony's like surprised when she's like, I thought you were on my team. 
I guess. I mean, also, usually one of the reasons why I love Real Housewives of New York City is because historically most of the seasons that they've shot, I mean, there's so many reasons I love it, but one of them is they usually start shooting right at the tail end of summer. So you're getting the best moment of the year in New York City where it's they're hitting the last weekend in the Hamptons and then they're like slowly easing into fall. Then they have Halloween. Then they always have Christmas episodes. Yeah. Like, that is New York at its prime. That's like the August only part of New me. Year. I don't want to go back to New York for like. Gen- when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue You can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. January, February, March. Like, I do, the, the, the nostalgia I feel for, like, should I go home? I'm going to stay here as long as I can. But, and now I think it's going to be, like, to the end of November, so we'll see, pool, pool time. But it's like, yeah, I'm missing the best part. This is the best time right. to do comedy in the city. It's, you can still eat out, but you got a sweater on. It's beautiful. The foliage, it smells amazing. Yeah, that is prime New York. Right, and that's what's so great about Real Housewives in New York City. But they're not even filming yet because the most recent season was such a disaster and the ratings were so low, they didn't even have a reunion. Whoa. Yeah. So, you know, I regret, I, I'm going to say I, I messed up when I'm wrong. I say I'm wrong. I'm taking your when thing. I'm wrong. I'm saying I'm wrong. Lazy. Yeah. So I had said to you early in discussions about how to do this podcast, I was like, I don't want to do too much Real Housewives coverage because I nurture a secret dream to one day be a real housewife. But as of honestly, the way that things are going now, I don't know if it's really going to even be around by the time I have enough money to have a nice enough house to go on it. Do you know what well, I'm it's saying? Well, like best case scenario, it'll be like the the next iteration of, you know, Housewives wasn't first, it won't be last. But I do think it's a good rule, like what you appreciate appreciates. So it's like it's by studying this, you know, it's why those so many people that are not funny are really big comedians because it's like they that's what they were focused on. It's like if you focus on housewife, you are going to get some version of housewife success. Right. Here's the thing. This book that I just read, the book that came out before the one that's causing all the drama, mm. Brian Moylan's book has a whole chapter about people who started off commenting about housewives and then ended up getting book deals and TV deals and stuff like that on mm. like adjacent things. So I'm like, you know what? I fucking love Real Housewives. It's the only thing I watch at this point. So let's talk about it. But so we should have been talking about this most recent season of New York because it we was- We come to really- you with regrets. Listeners, yeah, was- we are sorry. Molly, yeah. 
Molly did a bad job. No, I'm just fine yeah, with her. She, that's like she hates that. <laughs> no, I love that. You know but that. That's I how we it. learned that. Well, that's Capricorn shit. But that's how we learned. That's what Fear Baby Lady said to me. She said, you know, sometimes you have to remind yourself of the lessons so that you can teach the lessons. You know, sometimes you got to just remind yourself. Oh, no, we, I love New York Housewives. Yeah. And I just have like mental S&M. So I torture yeah, myself. Yeah, you literally do. So, Okay. They aren't shooting right now. We don't even know who's going to be in the next season of Real Housewives of New York City. We actually don't even know, like, if there's going to be one. Maybe they're going to go the other way with it, where it's like, let's get girls who are not living in the city anymore because they they were too poor, not married yet. You're still in there. And we're going to do, like, expat New Yorkers. And, like, then I think we're in. They are all too poor now. I mean, no. The only one really with real money, I think, is Ramona. The rest of them are just kind of clinging on by a thread, you know? And Ramona, to her credit, made her own money. And she really is, like, genuinely rich. That's cool. She did get a big loan from her dad to start her company. I read her. Well, okay, since she could fuck off to hell, so, okay. Right, but her dad was also. But but so did Kylie. So did Kylie. Still a billionaire. Also, yeah, her dad was abusive, too. So it was like. That was like the one nice thing he did for her and they weren't like that rich. But they this were. is what I'm avoiding from my past life where it's like, don't give me your money. I would rather just abuse myself and be taken care of by spirit. Ugh. I wouldn't spirit. If you're listening, I will take someone's <laughs> money. Well, now I'm supposed to learn that I'm able to receive and just have it be to support me because I'm a benevolent, lovable person. Yes, 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 yes. So, okay, all that said, there's a lot of really fun drama going on in the Housewives community, and we are going to dip into it. And one thing that we have planned uh, coming up is we're going to be doing a special episode on the book House of Hilton by Jerry Oppenheimer. So, reading it yet? It's wild. Yeah, it's insane. And I did a story on Rick and Kathy's marriage this week. Whoa, that's all insane, right? That's what the book is all about. It's like, yo, they were party animals. Right. Like there's so much to talk about. And Sandy Richie is going to come on and talk with us. She is a friend of the pod and she's done many uh, diva behavior episodes in the past. I want to say, Sandy, if you're listening, if there was ever an Instagram account that made me consider having children, it was yours. Oh, I hope she's listening. That's a cute ass family. That's a cute ass family. Really cute. And just so much personality. Mm -hmm. Like bubbly and vivacious. The whole thing. They could do a family band. They could do a family band. Well, their dad is like... Well, that's, I know. That's what I'm thinking. They could do kids' bops and make it like a double thing. They want a second income. Get those kids to work. They're stars. It would, like, actually be cool. Yeah, it would be... Because they're obviously both... Sandy and the husband are both obviously cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Sandy's kids are the kids that Spirit Lady told me I'm going to have. Whoa. Oh, yeah. The Holy... Okay, we got to tell Sandy it's time for the jam band. Yeah, I'm okay. Gonna I'm going to... This is probably getting too personal. We're talking about Sandy's it's kids. It's okay. It's okay. Everybody can go to the timestamps. I know. I know. No, I'm saying like, I don't know if she wants us talking about her kids on oh. the pod. Well, so we're, we're just saying that it. you'll see them coming soon, like in the next Partridge family. You see everything iterates. Everything iterates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, wild. But anyway, so we're doing that. Everyone read that book. Everyone, if you want to read the new book by Dave Quinn about the housewives, we're definitely going to talk about that. I feel like that one's going to be so wild. We might need to do like three episodes on that. And we need to get someone, some fun guests for it. So if you're interested in coming on and talking about the Dave Quinn Housewives book, let us know. And Molly got me reading again. So I'm actually in. I know reading is the, I I actually haven't had enough time. I can't believe I forgot. I know. I haven't really had time. I'm usually putting down like 
a book a week, but I haven't oh. had time lately because of the puppy, because I have to keep my eye on him all the time. But I think whenever, whenever he's allowed outside and I start walking him, I'm going to start doing audible again because yeah, it's like learning is cool. I love learning. I love to learn. How neat. Page six is the best for keeping up with housewives drama. They really report everything. They reported Carol Radziwill, who is a former real housewife of New York City, and she also was the is she with the Kennedys. Yes, she's she the was... sister of Jackie. No, her mom, her mother-in-law, Lee Radziwill, is Jackie's right. sister. Right, Lee oh. Radziwill. Yeah, yeah. Carol di- Carol's husband died within a couple months of JFK Jr. and Caroline dying. Like family so- could not get your break. I know. And Carol, she wrote a book about it called What Remains, which was a bestseller, which we should also probably read at some point. I love you. Yeah, I love Dynasty Death stuff. Apparently, it's a really good book. And like, just think about that. Like, she was in, I think she was in her late 20s or early 30s. And she and her husband were best friends with JFK Jr. and Caroline Bessett. And they all died within like months of each other. Think about what that was like for her. No, that's like actually so insane. Carol Radziwill, she was always been very well connected because of her marriage. She was a Peabody winning journalist and Emmy winning journalist. Like she's the real deal. She's not, cool. she, she kind of joined, she sort of tried to spin it. Like she joined real housewives out of wanting to do um, like social experiment, but it also, it's like, okay, but you also probably wanted to be you famous and there's nothing. I'm a journalist, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. But so he, Andy Cohen, claimed that she has changed since her life on the show because Andy Cohen was friends with her before she went on there. And she, so what did he say? Hold on. Yeah, get the quote. Andy Cohen took umbrage at Carol announcing that she was leaving the show. She posted it on Instagram. She said, if you were doing something that was forcing you to do things that went against your own value system, would you walk away regardless of the pay? Andy Cohen got really mad that she posted that. And he said, Carol's post basically implied that she was leaving a really toxic situation. It really rubbed me the wrong way because I really felt like I had changed her life. And he said, she is not the person I used to know. So that's what he said apparently in the book. And so Carol tweeted, just another man telling a woman that she owes him something, which is is my big fear. This is my big fear. So she said, just another man telling a woman she ought to be more grateful. This is the best part. She said, housewives changed Andy Cohen's life, not mine. And Bravo built a hundred million dollar franchise on the backs of women. Let's not get it twisted. I mean, facts only. Really good quote, Care. Really good comeback. So I also think that is like a slimy quote on Andy's side, don't you think? To be like, oh, Housewives changed her life. Like, no, Carol was fucking dating a member of Bon Jovi before she went on Housewives. Like, she was going to the coolest parties already. I'm really surprised at Andy for saying this because I thought for some reason that he had a more realistic understanding of the role of Housewives in the world. Like, we all love it, obviously, but I think he knows that Carol Radziwill was already like a top-tier socialite and celebrity well the issue here and i have both of their charts up and i actually have not seen the show so this is purely from an astrological perspective and i'll keep it brief but why this is so interesting to me right now and why i was like this is what we're talking about because this i don't think this has anything to do with carol or her quote being right i think 
Okay, so when I look at Andy's chart, he has a huge amount, including Lilith, of planets in Gemini. The North Node is at the tail end of Gemini, right on his Venus. So if we haven't seen publicly the other side of Andy Cohen, before the North Node moves out of Gemini, for this to be exposed... It just publicly would make sense. Because the truth is, before the Housewives franchise, he was not like an on-air guy. He was just like a TV exec. Housewives yeah. did change his life. He's totally projecting on her and isn't actually being accountable for that, right? So she, and I'll tell you why she got back at him. Astrology's on her side here. But the other thing that's interesting is this full, so this news just came out. The full moon was on Andy's Saturn and his North Node. So this was exposing... Not only like the purpose of his life, but also that Saturn in Aries getting kind of like getting him in trouble. Being like, Andy, you selfish prick. Like you're so self-absorbed. You lost sight of like actually that this is built on what she said, the backs of women and the backs of other people. He actually has his Saturn and his North Node conjunct, meaning he does have the purpose. He is here to like start something new and bring, not only create a new franchise, but then become the host of, he turned himself into a reality star too in doing this, right? So he really- he has the perfect crime because he doesn't reveal a damn thing about his life. Right. He just grills right. all these women about theirs. Right. So there's that. That's very North Node and Saturn together in Aquarius. This full moon is showing, hey, dude, we're, we're going to we're going to we're going to give you a little bit of hard pushback and actually make you Saturn teaches us lessons. So when the moon is exposing your Saturn, especially if it is tied up with your life's work it's likely that you're going to see a few things that maybe, I mean, that's what this whole astrology was about. Like things coming up, secrets being revealed, inner shifts going, whoa, I didn't think of it that way. Or I didn't think that was possible. And like, it really does kind of shake the ground under you because even if it always has been there, we do a good job as humans of deciding on a narrative and running with it. And and it's usually bullshit, right? We also have Chiron sitting there with with the, with the full moon, but then also on his Saturn and his North Node. So he's he's feeling that wound. The wound is hitting his Saturn going, uh, okay, you think you're the fucking man? You think you're the fucking man? Well, how about this? You're not the fucking man. You're fucking uh, Trader Joe, man. And you're the one that's changed and you're projecting. You don't even know it. Having enough therapy, you should be embarrassed. Go get more therapy. So ultimately he will be healed by this because that is a reflection that he needed to see. He did need this wake-up call, but this is all about him right? And so otherwise, you know, I could go on and on, but I I won't, I won't. But I will just say that, uh, you know, his moon and his Jupiter are conjunct. Jupiter expands. The moon is your feelings in Leo. Saturn is all Mm. in, Saturn and Jupiter are in Aquarius right now. So this opposition is basically like, he's, he's, it's like his moon is having him act like a, like a little kid, like, and and it's like blowing it up. But then the Saturn in in the sky across from that, and Jupiter in the sky across from that are going, no, 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 little boy. Know your role. And so the astrology is pretty nice. Now, Carol's chart, I, and again, I'll be, I'll be brief. But the thing to me that really stands out about Carol's chart is that uh, her Saturn is in Aquarius. She's having a Saturn, Saturn return. In Aquarius. She's at her second Saturn return. So the first Saturn return, we all know, happens between the ages of 27 and and 29. And it's sort of like the first conscious awareness as an adult human that's not doing the ancient remembering. I'm in a Tesla. I just don't even know it. It's like, now you're driving the car, right? So now she's 58. She's coming up on her second Saturn return. And Saturn has been retrograde, just went direct, right? So now, actually, we're seeing a, a, a... 
a good Saturn return. Not that Saturn returns are ever easy. She's having a fight with her old friend in public where we are seeing the product of her first go-round of this Saturn cycle where she was conscious. And so yeah, there's a hard thing happening and it's a hard lesson and it's public Aquarius and it's embarrassing. Why do we want to be fighting with Andy and he's saying mean shit about me? But then her comeback was like kind of that it was like you won your Saturn return. Because sure, Saturn returns are fraught no matter what. But when you actually end up saying something that's like game-changing on a public scale, Saturn in Aquarius, that means that she's getting a pat on the back brownie points. She has done her work as a person. That's good. I'm proud of her. On the show, like, she's definitely kept people at arm's length. And that's completely understandable when you lose three of the closest people to you within a span of months like i mean i don't know how to i would recover from that she's a really really interesting character study and she was definitely one of my favorite real housewives of all time like she just seems really cool and i would love to be friends with her (laughs) to continue this real housewives bonanza i mean why is so much real housewives stuff happening it's so funny um the the second the second part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion aired this week and you know it honestly wasn't the juiciest episode ever I don't really think that they needed this to be a standalone episode they had a lot of the Erica stuff they went into Dorit we went into Dorit's chart a little bit last week I do want to start it on a light-hearted note and say do you believe Dorit when she says she didn't get a nose job and did you look at the the infographic that I sent you about her face I don't know. I did look at it. I I just feel like maybe she's just not saying that she got her like deviated septum fixed or I don't know. I guess the only thing is I have been in enough relationships with people of all kinds who are really into makeup tutorials on YouTube of which I know nothing about but I have seen the power of contouring. Mm-hmm. So yeah I just I, I think it just based on what I've seen the transformations I've seen on YouTube in contour videos, I do think it's possible that she has really good makeup people because she did seem to be telling the truth. And this isn't like a, this isn't a scenario where anybody is, is shy about plastic surgery. Like she's like, Kyle's like, I went with her to get my nose done again. You know what I mean? Or like Kyle said, she came right. with me when I went to get my nose. This is not something that they're like embarrassed about. They're like, yeah, get plastic surgery. She's if just she like, was- I did it. If she was hiding it, she wouldn't have agreed to sit down and let the doctor talk to her about it, first of all. Right. Yeah. And second of all, I actually relate a lot to the facial changes that she has gone through because you can tell in her 1992 and 1993, like school pictures, she's just got baby fat in her face. And then when you look at the most recent ones, she's definitely have Botox and fillers, for sure. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say, that you yeah. can use Botox and fillers. Like, so even for me with an underbite, at when now that it's returned somebody said to me recently oh well you know instead of fixing it instead of fixing your jaw what you could do is get is just instead of getting like I can't, I can't get Botox or filler in my lips because it would look weird but I could get Botox and, and filler and like wrestling or whatever put like uh, and look like a monkey well no I guess it wouldn't look like a monkey but what they were saying is like it would it would fill out where in my natural jawline, my natural profile, the middle of my face actually is a little concave because the jaw is pushed back. No one on the planet would ever notice that. Except the people that then try to sell me nose jobs and 
yeah. did the work and all the things. And before I really understood the power of my pussy, I was like, there's something wrong with me. Now it's like, fuck it. No one's even looking at my face. But no one knows that you have an underbite. I still don't believe you that you even have it. Well, because I've, I've learned to wear my angles well. Yeah, I think I don't even think Dorit's gone totally nuts with fillers. I really do think, like you said, like in these school pictures. But that's she- what it does. Though. That's the point. Of the thing. Like, it, it, it can just plump it up in a bright place that can look like a plastic surgery. Yeah, like her bone structure doesn't look different. Um, and she just learned how to wear good makeup. So yeah, yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. Even though I'm still mad at her and I still think she sucks, I think she's I think she's telling the truth about this. Well, it's just like the thing about Dorit is like they have to have something to talk about her on this show, other than her talking too much and being boring, and yet and still it is still boring. She's just truly boring. Yeah. All I care about is in the end, what's going on with their finances. When that comes out, we could talk about Dorit and PK. But until then, who cares about Dorit? I also think she's really pretty and I love looking at her. She is pretty and I think she looks cool. I think she has cool fashion. Like that's like why that's that's why she's there. She's younger, yeah. she's prettier, she's dressed really cool. So the big thing in this episode was Andy basically asked Erica a bunch of rapid fire questions. Was Tom unfaithful. He was unfaithful for years. Erica was faithful until she filed for divorce. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Erica knew where her bread was buttered. She wasn't going to fuck that up. 100%. And it, it also makes me think that I still don't know if I think that she knew what was afoot. I got to be honest. I did think this was a big episode because whether it's her lawyers telling her the right thing to say or there is, I mean, look, the whole theme of this is Pluto uncovering the deep dark. But the the reason that we can uncover the deep dark when these Pluto squares happen is because most of us are lying to ourselves. So, like, I've been in relationships of, of all kinds like that, too, where, like, there's sort of a, there's sort of a something shady going on or there's something that I'd rather not address, even in my own relationship with myself. I mean, cigarettes are not good for me. It doesn't matter if the spirit baby lady said I'm an ancient. They're not healthy, right? But I can go, oh, no, I'm an ancient, <laughs> right? What a good example, right? So when I get lung cancer, not not allegedly, no, I'm not going to because I'm an ancient, but, and she said I wasn't. She's like, but it's, but it's just like, you know. Um, doesn't it make you cough and smell bad? That's why I quit. I'm not around any people. Hmm. And actually what the spirit baby lady said, she actually did say that part of it was, um, a def- she said I had to do something to like create a barrier between myself and like all the people. Like I was supposed to be alone for the last two years and just be here during the play by, by myself. I want you to rejoin society though. I really do. I will. I definitely I will. But like, time. I just don't know. Like now I'm addicted to cigarettes. So fuck, you know, but, um, it worked. So it worked. I'm totally isolated now and I smell bad, but I like my smell. That's the thing. The, the weird thing is, to be honest, I think I smell great. Like, so I don't really know. I'm confused. I, 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 I get off on myself. So, you know, that's why that's like last weekend when Nick was away all weekend and I was literally spooning Oscar the entire time and Nick came back and he was like, this dog smells like a bag of piss. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I think he smells amazing. Well, maybe, like, if I ever find myself cuddling with someone ever again or even just, like, having a friend, that they'll I'll be, like, the Oscar. And they'll be, like, I love the way you smell cute. We already talked about this last week. It's fair. Okay. Anyway, I smell good. So um, I thought that this was a really interesting episode. All this to say that we all can lie to ourselves. So Erica's responses to me seemed like the truth. And it, it is what a wife would say when maybe they knew something kind of shady was going on, but, like, that really wasn't even what they were focusing on. And but she just looked somewhere else. That wasn't what she was interested in. She didn't think he was a con artist. She's also really good at lying. Like, that whole that yeah. whole 
little like flashback they showed her little reel of her being like Tom's amazing he cleans up well yeah, but that's the story that's it's, it's it's not that she's I don't think it's that she's lying I think it's that she's a hardcore cancer sun Aquarius moon so it's not that she's lying to herself it's that she is she is when she's saying I was protecting him all this time she means that yeah. it also means that she is slightly dissociated so she's also protecting her own self and she might not be totally clear in the human interworkings what is and is not a normal way to communicate to your friends if you're fabricating something or if you're you know what I mean like you might you might but 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 then when you think about it in that lens it is sort of like oh maybe she was really truly overcompensating and going I don't want to say what's really going on so I'm going to I'm going to make sure I say at least once an episode how great he is and how with it he is yeah, I just I, I just don't trust really anything she says, even though she makes me want to, which makes me think that she's a bit of a con artist herself. So yeah. when Tom... I, mean, she, when, I, mean, I do think anybody... I mean, look, I'm not like against May-December romances, but if you're 27 and you marry someone 60, you're doing something. You're doing something to get something. I mean, that's not like... They didn't fall madly in love. She was yeah. a cocktail waitress at a strip bar and he was... He, you know, he he bought her. And that right, is like you're, you're lying to someone, even if that someone is yourself. Uh-huh. So, when when Andy said, why didn't you leave Tom sooner? She said, where was I going? I was not in control of my finances. I walked out with two credit cards. They get cut. Who am I going to call? Am I going to call Kyle? Am I going to go, Ugh. I gave every paycheck to my husband. And then she says she didn't stay for security. None of this makes sense. It reminds me of when Megan and Harry said, we got our passports taken away when we checked into the royal family and then they went on nine vacations on private jets. Okay, so I'm with you 100%. That was my that was going to be my next I, I wrote little notes. That was going to be my next point that that's where that's where we're hearing lawyers and that's where the answer is maybe I don't think she's necessarily like helping him embezzle the money. I do think he has dementia. I think Kyle helped us confirm that and and I get that that my grandma too now, not that she has dementia, but she's in her 80s and like I am hearing about I'm hearing about the 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 little buildings outside of all the restaurants on Amsterdam Avenue for the last year and a half. You know, they built restaurants yeah. outside the restaurants and we're eating outdoors now. Yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. Like so, so I got it. Uh and I know about like the painting she made when she was 8. You know, so restaurants outside the restaurant. Yeah, fucking, no, I mean, I, I'm on earth. Like, but yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I get that. Right. Where you can speak confidently about the thing that you know what you're talking about. And you're, but she doesn't, does, she doesn't know that she told me. Damn my grandma. It's a ridiculous conversation. I don't want to talk about that. Anyway, brownie points. Call my grandma. And I love my grandma. I love my grandma. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, that's where, right. I think that that's where she's lying. That's where the piece that she cannot say is actually, which is that a lawyer or somebody somebody did give her a heads up that i mean it's not a coincidence that she filed for divorce the day like like a week before all of these allegations and lawsuits were brought to the forefront of the news media right so she was tipped off they are very well connected even if she has her own lawyer friends that are just like up to snuff on what's going on in the scene like somebody Mm -hmm. might tell somebody if someone was getting a netflix special somebody might tell erica yo tom's about to get super duper sued you got to get out of there but i think it would have been an even bigger tip than that because for her to actually go through with filing for the divorce like the amount of money that he was worth and her like the way that she clearly was obsessed with that lifestyle and didn't want to give it up she would have to have concrete well that's where she's also lying where she's going i hope he didn't do that but no she knows he did and she left allegedly she she might allegedly allegedly 
she didn't well she didn't say that is the thing but yeah. what you're saying is so right if we're just in, if we're just doing astro investigating i what you're saying is right that it would make if we're putting the piece together what would make sense is that right the tip was big it was not something that was worth staying in the marriage and arguing for because you know what eric reminds me of a little bit too she reminds me of kind of i mean it's a very like la thing i think about this with kim k too women that are that into like selling their sex and making their beauty the thing i don't think actually care if you're 27 and you marry someone 60 you don't care that much about sex oh yeah yeah that's so true so i don't think she was actually bothered by the affairs and i don't think that she wanted to have sex with anybody else and i still don't think she wants to have sex with anybody else i think that it's true when they're saying like expensive to be me and they're going why didn't it bother you when someone else when he said that if somebody could afford you because that actually is what turned her on she liked that he could afford her that's what she's fucking doing there so i really liked how she sent a text that said nice tits stupid bitch with no spaces no that is on a flip phone no fucking hilarious and that to me gave her a huge amount of credibility because right it wasn't just like a space she didn't know how to like that is true she did he was cheating she did find it on his flip phone and she did write what did she say nice tits stupid bitch with no no spaces (laughs) that's so funny and the per the the woman probably thought tom sent that because only an 80 year old would text like that dude that's so funny i had not thought about that but that's right on that's right on okay so what did you make of um why would you divorce him when he was sick he supported you for 20 years and she's saying it's not fair to say he got alzheimer's and i split it was part of everything that was going on i was the one who found him and took him to the hospital when his car flipped three times blah blah blah, blah. he so, wasn't gonna here's my take she wasn't but, gonna but I, I just like unless she's about to get sued can, she's just contradicting herself because she's saying i didn't hear a tip that shit was gonna hit the fan i divorced that's what him she has to say because otherwise isn't that right. like insider trading like that i feel like that's like like the same as being like the stock is about to plummet get out no i think you're allowed to i think you're allowed to do that Hmm. but even just on a social level if she knew i don't know i think she does i think she wants to play the her cards like i did not know that's like the stance she's taking that's where it starts to not make sense right i don't think she would have left him if there was no lawsuit and it starts to exactly and it starts to not make sense because She's claiming that he was already deteriorating and she can't name a last straw that made her leave. Because it would be something that not because of, yes, because of legal reasons she cannot say, but not because of the law. It's because her legal uh, defense team. Yeah. It's because that is the story that they're going with and we are going to make this case. Exactly. I really thought it was funny how Lisa Rinna just kept sitting there being like, yep. Yeah. Like she was, she was the guy, the hype man. Totally. Well, okay. So now actually any other Erica questions? No, I, I guess I just feel. So the one thing we have to say, sorry, wait, 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 I'm not angry. I'm angry was just a cute moment. Yeah. That was funny. Joe Gunn had fun with that on his meme page. It's like. I know what she meant. Where she, what she was saying, it seemed like she was saying, I'm not angry at you guys. I'm angry in general. But it, she did the Kathy Hilton, like, taking off words. And it was, it ended up, the sentence was, I'm not angry. I'm angry. And it was like, okay. Like, 
Do you, did you ever see when people try to make into a saying, I'm not a boss bitch, I'm a boss bitch? Yeah, that's, that's exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, and then the final thing that I think, so, so with all the, there was a lot of really fun Kyle and Kathy and sad stuff, but we're going to talk about in our, that in our house of Hilton Epp, I would say we, we can save that. Um, I thought other- it was a really tender, Sorry. genuine moment from Kathy. And I also think Kyle needs to stop trying to make her lasagna fame happen because the only reason she's doing that with the lasagna is because Paris Hilton went viral making lasagna last year. Do you remember that? Oh and man, so- Kyle, you're lucky to have Halloween 2.0 coming out. Just, I hate to yeah. use this phrase, but stay in your lane, Kai. Yeah. It's just every time she talks about lasagna, I'm like, no, you're not going to go viral for doing the same lasagna as Paris Hilton. You're not. I mean, but that's so like, you know, like sister, like Kim had all that success as a kid. Kathy was little Kathy and married to a Hilton. Kyle has just been doing her best to like be that brunette third sister. Yeah. And when they keep showing the clip of Garcelle saying the regular goldfish is Kyle because she's just regular and they never show Kyle's face because and I want to know what she thinks. I do kind of feel bad, but I also, like I said, I don't like Kyle for hanging her sister Kim out to dry when Kim was going through some insane addiction issues. Like, and we'll go through when we talk house of Hilton, whether or not she actually stole the house from out, out from under Kim. It's wild. The, The other thing that I really liked, and this is just a nice thing to wrap it all up. Well, with this, but I do want to talk about, I did some Rinna research and I would like to talk about Rinna and Harry and Amelia and Scott. Okay. That would be fun. We can do that next time. Because they're going to talk about the Scott thing next time. They didn't talk about it this okay, time. Okay, okay, great. Let's save that for next time then. Because you guys, I got some hot tea for you. You're going to want to like and subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. You know? Okay, so the yes, definitely. So we're going to go through that and that's going to be really fun. Yeah. The interactions with real celebrities was a real cherry on top for me. When they went through that little... Yeah. That little thing about Florence Pugh has has texted Rinna. Harry Styles is a fan. Drake obviously follows like one or two of them. They all I, give it to Rinna. Yeah, it's really fun. And, you know, now maybe I have to take back what I said about Andy Cohen not understanding the hierarchies of Housewives versus regular fame because it's very clear that real famous people are fans of the Housewives. Like, the Housewives still will never have that prestige. They're not going to be going to the Met Gala. But when Harry Styles, Drake, and Florence Pugh and Rihanna are fans of this show, what what do you think the loop-de-loop is there? Well, I think the loop-de-loop like similar to Garcelle. That's where Garcelle and Rinna should have been allies this whole time. And actually, even Kathy Hilton, because she's Kathy Hilton, they don't need, like, Kyle, the Housewives is Kyle's job. Mm-hmm. You know, Dor- the Housewives is Dorit's job. Jill Zarin is a housewife. What about right? Nectaria? That's Dorit's job. Okay, it doesn't seem like that many people are aware that she's a designer other than from the Housewives franchise. And I know, I know. The way I did that, I was like, because I watched some back stuff about the bathing suit and it was like, it wasn't like Dorit's bathing suit line. It was like me and my friend are doing a collab and I'm designing and it's going to be called Bethany Beach because PK said so. But that, she's doing like pro- design projects. which is not have a job. Beverly Beach, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, like, so what was the original big lick big dick lip sucking hot girl from i mean rinna was famous long before any of these people were kathy mm. is richer and she has a name long before the housewives and garcella's had an incredible career and still is working so for the three of them 
like they could go to the Met Gala. They are in a different echelon. That is why we're talking about the Kardashians. I, mean, in I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna. They would have Sutton's to have been. something happen. But, but Sutton's been. Sutton's been. Yeah, because Sutton actually is one of the only ones that's a genuine like lady who lunches, and oh, she, and she's really rich, right? Like she could buy a ticket. Yeah, like she's really in. She's in really tight with Dolce and Gabbana, and like oh. she. You know, when, that when you're surprises like, me. She seems such an old fogey to me. Well, Dolce & Gabbana is old fogey. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah. No oh. one woke wears them because they're racist, too. Sutton seems to be, I don't see color, so that's actually a brand match, if I ever heard one. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I guess it's just like, and Kathy Hilton definitely goes to the Met Gals, but she's a Kathy Hilton. That's why she's also like, I'm not holding a diamond on the fucking credits. Don't ever call me a cast member. I'm guest star. She's, yeah, Rinna's the, Rinna started Kylie Lipkits. She started this whole trend. Well, black people started. Well, I'm just saying in terms of like Hollywood lip alteration being, like when she first, first did it, it was like, whoa, did you see? And then it is what made her famous. And it, I guess I have it was no right. memory of that. I actually do have a memory of it. My grandmother, whose house I'm sitting in now, and I think when I smoke cigarettes, I'm channeling her because she was a Virgo chain smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look exactly like her. She's only, like, we look like, if you saw a picture, I'll show you one. If you saw a picture of my grandmother, like everybody comes into my parents' house and they'll see a picture of my grandmother and they'll be like, oh, this is a beautiful picture of you. And I'm like, that is from wow. like the 1940s. It is not me. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's pretty wild. But anyway, point being, I grew up watching soaps. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My grandmother was literally sitting here in her table doing crosswords and watching soaps all day long. So I was very aware of Rinna. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, whoa, pla-. like that was one of the first things I ever was aware, like plastic surgery. And then I remember when it was bad. Like, so I do remember when the the filler, like, I don't know what happened. Like it, it wasn't as good technology. Then it like melted in her lip or something. And she had to have like full reconstructive surgery. And then it ended up being hot again. And then she became like a big sex symbol. So the lips were like a thing that got plastic surgery on the mind. Then it was a thing that was so embarrassing to get plastic surgery. And then it became the thing that did make her a star. So she is an icon in her own right. We would all know who Lisa, I might even know Lisa Renner's name before anything about the Hiltons or Garcelle, because I think that's I, only I for people, soap world. Yeah, it's only for people that watch soaps, probably. But so, yeah, I think right now it's becoming this thing where the real, the reality star people, they are still a separate. It's not that they're a lower echelon than the other stars. It's just that they're a separate entity. And it's like yeah. they can cross over if they cross over. Like Cardi B crossed over from reality. And like. Why? That's a and, great example. Yeah. But like, but it still is separate. That's, how, that's what like I Like Erica think. Jane wishes she had a Cardi B career. Like, whoa. I know. Erica Jane is so pissed that COVID ended her Chicago yeah, run. Although I will say I loved Erica's response to what was the question that like the user asked that was like. I guess it was about it's expensive to be me, but she was also like, let's not make my, she had a great, I even wrote down, I love the way, she, she said, let's not make my over the top campy dance song that deep. And I was like, that is the right answer there. Yeah, it's yeah. a dumb camp song. Like, yeah, I'm getting sick of Erica though. I gotta be honest. I don't, I, I'm I would rather to- hear Connor doing her voice from now on is, you know, I feel that. Yeah, it's like yeah, she's not yeah. going to really tell us anything that we want to hear. She did a great job representing herself last episode. We're not going to get anything out of her. And I was, there better be more because the way that they were praising Andy. You gave Ronan Farrow a run for your money, Andy. It's like, well, he just asked the questions and then, it, you know, if that was it, it's exactly what we would expect it to be. Except that I did think she came across way more credible and the group yeah. seemed to to 
align themselves with her for the first time, I think maybe ever, where they were like, yeah, we understand that. And like, we do stand you, girl. And they were feeling sympathetic, yeah. Okay, well, this was a great episode. Well, I mean, rapid fire info, starting with spirit babies and ending with spirit housewives. I mean, beautiful, beautiful. The and the breaking news, I just, dude. Very good. So everyone check out our merch on our Etsy shop, Space Trash Podcast on Etsy. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and rate and review, please. Like post it on your Instagram story if you want. Yeah, we have a we have a very lofty goal for our listenership this month and we we need your help manifesting that. Help. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and your Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. 